Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Bear Football. And this is a show that stars Coach T and Danny Shimon, two very analytical guys who can really break down what we just saw. This is typically not, you know, one of those so-called meathead shows. I gotta gotta tell you, I'm feeling really emotional and feeling like a big time meathead today. My man Dick Butkus uh, died uh, earlier today, and we won one for him. This is like the uh, Brian Robinson block for Walter Payton, the Green Bay Packers. I'm uh, I'm almost ready to burst into tears. So I'm I'm hoping these guys can get me focused on what we just saw and explain to me what we just saw because right now I just feel like bursting into tears and saying Hallelujah, Dick Butkus, we love you. Thank you for everything you did for Chicago, for the Chicago Bears, and clearly. You inspired this football team today. They went out and played their best game in a long, long, long time. God bless you, man. Coach T, your thoughts? Uh, definitely inspired football. Again, rest in peace to um, the standard, we call him, the legend, Dick Buckus. Um, I remember being a, a kid, um, always being teased by my family because um, I would say his name wrong, and you know how that could go left or right. Um, but, uh, yeah, just being around Chicago Bears football, um, since the age of nine, nine or 10 years old, always hearing the name Dick Buckers and knew that that meant, you know what I'm saying? Tough, hard nosed football. Um, just an amazing win by our Bears tonight. Um, we finally get off the, 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 the streak. We broke this streak and we done it. We did it in a way that I think is, is probably fitting, right. Um, for, for the city, right down a bunch of DBs, a bunch of injuries. I mean, the second half, we really didn't have a running back. We had Kari Blessing game in there uh, running at the running back position. And what that does to you as an offensive play caller, you, it's, you're, you're limited in your play calls, right? You you got to be able to trust that that the things that you call in that, in that playbook will be executed by the people that's in there. So you're real limited of what you can do, the creativity, um, and I, I think with what he had, Luke gets, he did a good job of just, you know, what I'm saying, holding down the fort for the second half. Um, I thought that ball to DJ Moore, that that, that quick hitch route um, was an excellent ball. And, and if 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 Justin doesn't throw that ball with conviction, right, if he didn't throw that ball with conviction, that ball's late. He hesitates any uh, one ounce on that ball. It's probably picked off a pick six the other way. In terms of the momentum of the game, and shout out to DJ for grabbing and taking it in for the touchdown. Um, but I'm gonna give my guy Danny here a moment because I know he has, he has something cooked up for us. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, although you talk about you know the late great Dave Buckus, it, it looks like his spirit kind of came into to Matt Eberflus's body today because uh, we saw more aggression out of the play calling from the defensive coordinator slash head coach, which we have been calling for here. Your front four is not good enough to get to the quarterback by itself. Bring more pressure. And lo and behold, he blitzed. He blitzed the nickel corner. He blitzed safeties. He blitzed linebackers. They finished with 11 quarterback hits, five sacks, six tackle for losses. That's what we've been saying all along, Matt Eberflus, is go ahead and just bring pressure. I'm not saying every single down, but you got to be, you know, in terms of uh, smart, in terms of where you're going to bring it, how you're going to bring it, how you're going to disguise it. You're not getting it with your front four. Finally, it just it just took maybe four games, or, or again, the, the spirit of Dick, Buck, Dick Buckus came down and, and and possessed his body, and he was aggressive, even when they were they were making that that run late in that 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 was a early fourth quarter. 
when 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 Washington was making that run, he was still being aggressive, which which I commend him for. And I, you know, I've been here knocking him and, and saying that you know he's got to be aggressive and and you know what you got to call him when, it, when he does the, the proper job. And he did that tonight. He came aggressive, didn't stop, kept blitzing, and that's what you got to do. Unfortunately, until you get that defensive line fortified and you get you know true four guys that can you know just you know collapse the pocket and, and, and make the other quarterback feel very very uncomfortable you got to you know design design blitzes and, and pressure packages and bring it and even today you let the defense alignment they got to the quarterback to Sam Howell so many times just couldn't bring him down it's like you know we talk about finishing executing your assignments and finishing and that's what they, they couldn't do but uh, lo and behold they got like I said the, the 11 quarterback hits the, the five sacks the six tackles for loss that's a huge Huge, uh, you know, they gave us some points, obviously some yards, but you know, it, you know, they're not perfect. But at least they got pressure when he needed it, and we're able to hold on to that lead that that Justin and, and DJ Moore were able to uh, go ahead and, and give them early on in the game. Danny, uh, you have said that DJ Moore is not a number one, so uh, fans in the chat room want you to admit it. Is DJ Moore a number one wide receiver? Hey guys, the, all right, he had a great game. All right, it's one game. It's against a, a secondary that's that's one of the worst in in the NFL. So let's not go out overboard. He's a talented receiver. I have never I never you know doubted that, but. Let's see when he's going up a, a real against a real defense against a real you know coverage guys. Can he get open and then make plays and be available for for uh, you know um, uh, Justin Fields? So great game. Ha- had you know tip my hat off to him today. Uh, today he played like a number one. But I you know for me it's not one game doesn't make or break a guy. I got to see it throughout the season. Um, again the the coverage the the secondary for Washington was horrible. The, the rookie first round pick got benched because that's how bad he was. Um, so you know again great game, no doubt about it. Uh, but I got to see it throughout the season. I got to see it consistently versus e- even tougher, uh, you know, you know, lockdown corners too. Um, Coach T, I want to get back to the defense for uh, for a minute here. Um, Danny was talking about the importance of blitzing, blitzing and creating pressure, and it was certainly getting to Sam Howe uh, in the fourth quarter. Those blitzes had him a bit rattled. But I also noticed this, and so I'd love for you to talk about this, that on the times we weren't sending blitzes, it seemed like the floor were at least getting pressure. It seemed like the blitzing inspired them to try a little harder, to get in there and get in Sam Howe's face. Am I right about that? Do, do, when you're coaching a team, do you sense that happening? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of goosebumps here because 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 it's the mentality, right? So so if you're playing, same thing goes to offensive football. You playing playing the game as a player or as a play caller. You're in the huddle. And you you can sense. You know what I'm saying? You can sense the mentality of your coach. And you know, hey, this is not happening. It's not just about the guys up front, right? It's about the guys playing on the back end. And they have to hold up coverage, right? Those stats, those numbers are getting thrown up against them, right? So when we get torched on the back end, they're saying, hey, you know what I'm saying? These numbers are getting charted against us, right? So you're not being aggressive as a defensive play caller. It, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's bringing in a, 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 a lull to the whole defense. But when you're being a, aggressive, I remember as a player, right? You send me on a blitz, it's, it's the adrenaline rush, right? I'm going. You know what I'm saying? I got an A or B gap blitz. My adrenaline gets going. That gets me in the game. I might be sleepwalking, you know what I'm saying, prior to the game. But I, I know I'm involved in the game plan. It gets me going. And how about that? You know what I'm saying? Again, down a bunch of players, right? The momentum had shifted in the game to the commander's side, right? Obviously, in the second half, they're driving up and down the field, but down a bunch of players. And, and like Danny said, we have to give – listen, we've been riding this man for weeks now. We have to give him his props. He could have tucked tail, had injured players, and said, you know what, 
going to play base defense. I'm going to sit back in coverage and let them pick me apart. He said, hell no. Listen, if you're coming off the bench, you're part of this team, you're going to know the scheme, and I'm sending you. And how about how about a, 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 a nod to, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the Brian Erlackers and Lance Briggs of the double A gap look and pressures, sending them and not sending them, confusing the protection scheme. Yeah. I mean, I'm loving it. It's, I've been it's, total, for weeks. It, it's total nostalgia for Bears fans to see to two linebackers sitting in the A gap and you're trying to decide – you know the, the the offensive line has to decide who's coming who goes, and then you drop two guys out and send the corner. That's what he needs to do. And, and here's the thing: with regardless of whether it works or not, you you give the offensive line something to think about. You give them you don't get that offensive line. They get to sit back. You know what I'm saying? Pick their team, pick corn out of their team, and, and and decide. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? That guy's the Mac Mike's. We're gonna sit back in five man protection and protect with normal protection. This this was a we have to give him his props. This is an excellent because if he doesn't if he doesn't stay aggressive, we lose this game. Period. Mm-hmm. We lose the game, and we're sitting here. We're having a different conversation. Very good point. Very good point. And so you know, it, it everybody was calling for Eberflus's head. Uh, it, it, you know, everyone mo- most people expected a loss, and that Eberflus would be fired tomorrow. How does how does that affect? his future near future with the bears clearly he's not going to be fired this weekend but what i want to know most of all is do we think that he has learned his lesson and that with the personnel that he has this is the defense he has to play a pressing defense a a risky defense i mean he was calling these blitzes with you know guys in that defensive backfield who you know haven't been playing much in the nfl haven't had much success so uh, Coach T and then Danny, talk to me about Eberflus and, and what he may have learned out of this and hopefully uh, move forward with. I, I asked Danny before we got started, I was like, who who were those guys? You know what I'm saying? Like we were bringing guys off the bench, you know, equipment managers and putting them in uniform back then in the defensive backfield um, to <laughs> rotate in to, to, uh, to help finish out this game. But no, I think I think. Here's the thing, and I thought about this before the game. I and I, you know, I've been away from the sidelines, what's going on seven years now, and I'm starting to take on. Uh, I had to I had to check myself. I'm starting to take on a little bit of a fan mentality, right? But if I put myself in that locker room, you know what I'm saying? It's us against the world. It's us against the NFL. It's us against the fans. It's us against the media. We're all we have. We have to play for one another. Your brother to your left or right, regardless of our record what our record is, we have to go out there and we have to play ball for one another, right? And we have to quiet all this noise. And I think the most impressive thing that we can take away from tonight is we can quiet the noise on, on, on Coach Eberflus' fire because the guys are still playing for him. If you saw the reaction on the sidelines, you saw them actually celebrating and having fun, when the players quit on you, you'll know. And I don't think this locker room has quit on them. And in terms of saving his job, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for this week he saved his job, but you know, this is this is going to be a, a continuing, you know, um, a co- comparison in terms of what he does moving on the rest of the season. You know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, obviously, you know, if they won last week, they could have been two and three. Now that that that'll be a little bit better for him there. But uh, let, let's see how how we how we go. So you know, they're going to have this little mini buy, if you want to call it, and then they come back against Minnesota, which you know, a team that you know at, at home I think you, are beatable. Now they're going to put up some points. So you know, will they? 
you know, continue being aggressive? Will they, will they, you know, continue with, with this mentality? If he does, I, you know, I, I like to, I like his chances, especially if Justin and, and the office continue to progress, you know, two weeks in a row now, Justin has done for four touchdowns, um, you know, and then and no, no picks, no turnovers, you know, today, a huge on the road, you know, big, big game. Um, you know, the one thing that this impressed me again, I, I'll give Iberflus his, his credit here was short week, tough loss last week at home. You know, everyone's against you. The national media is calling you guys a joke. The organization is being, you know, laughed at basically. And, and you know, you come on the road on a short week and you come on, you pull out his victory. It, it obviously looked like to me, Washington wasn't ready to play beginning of the game. Whatever happens at halftime, they came out a little bit more fire, a little more juice, and you saw Washington then you know jump in and, and jump on the Bears. But you know the Bears were able to create a turnover here, get a couple sacks. Obviously, Justin and and and, uh, and the company go on get some points, a field goal, and a touchdown, and then that stems the tide. So um, you know as long as he continues to coach this way, just put players in position to be successful, right? You you saw four guys wasn't getting to to your quarterback. We we were calling for this stuff, you know, two three weeks ago. You gotta continue to, to blitz, even if if you're playing against a Patrick Mahomes or or some of these you know better uh, you know upper tier you know, uh, um, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks just do not like pressure, especially pressure in their face. And and that a gap blitz I was talking about, you were talking about there, Coach T. That's what I've been calling for for a while. Talk about some nickel nickel corner blitz. We saw Stroman coming on that nickel corner blitz, huge play for a sack there. Uh, you know, we saw Jaquan Brisker coming for a blitz. You know, use your different levels of defenders and be able to come in and and, and just again now take this next week, maybe add a couple more packages, a couple more designs to just get aggressive. Now you've seen it work. Yes, it was against Sam Howell, but I think you know I, I, quarterbacks do not like pressure, and if you can pressure the quarterbacks, especially if you time it right, design it right. I'm not saying every single down, but just in key moments, you can turn a tide, you can stop a drive, you can create a turnover. You know, it's it's stuff like that 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 can get your 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 defensive unit getting some confidence and rolling. And again, if the offense continues to go the, the way they're going now, putting some points up, now you're going to get some wins, and now people are going to come come back off back off of you, and now you can hold on and maintain your job. Yeah, one thing I want to add to what Danny was saying is they said they mentioned it during the broadcast, right? And I thought about this prior to the game. They talked about the transition of a head coach from being a CEO of a team to a technical expert, right? And you think about, you know, what they call hard skills and soft skills, right? The soft skills required for the head coach, technical skills or the hard skills required for the coordinator, right? And and I think it, it goes unnoticed from fans, right? That is a dynamic shift. I'm, I'm not a big fan of shared responsibility between head coaches and offensive uh, coordinators, right? You doing dual responsibilities. It's just not a personal uh, uh, preference of mine because I feel like sometimes the, the details get missed. A la, I would see that with Nagy a lot of times. He would skip out on motions and shifts um, during a particular game and just line up in formations and allow people to get a read on them, right? Um, but if, 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 if it took him some time to ramp up his ability to manage both responsibilities, I'll give a pass on here. Like Danny said, you found something. Both Eberflus and Getsy have found something. They have to build on it, right? They have to stay one week ahead of the opponent, and they have to start continuously adding small wrinkles to what they're doing. And I think we, you know, I was looking peeking at the schedule as if we would have won, and I was like, hold on a second. We, we got some winnable games. If we can get this one, and keep momentum going, we have some winnable games in our future, right? Um, and, and you can begin to make some noise. So, again, all positives tonight. I have nothing to say about the coaching staff. Um, yeah, there could have been little things done here and there. I even like the 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 ramp-up plan for Tevin Jenkins to incorporate him into 
I kept tweeting him like, where is he? I see Jatari Carter in the game, uh, but obviously he was on a um, on, he was on the snap count. Uh, he's on the count, uh, 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 you know, a number of play counts for for tonight. So um, once he gets in there and gets reacclimated to the offensive line, uh, and we start getting bodies back, right? Think about this team. We start getting bodies back on offense and defense. Um, you know, we we might we might have an exciting um, you know next next quarter of the season ahead of us. And that's one thing we keep saying about this team. It's it's like th- they should be getting better and better. And then you know, until today, we didn't, haven't seen anything on the field that that get led us to believe that they're actually going to you know be able to do something that's going to you know, get some positive signs in terms of guys developing. So, again, if this trend continues on offense and on defense, you know, Khalil Herbert before he got hurt, he was just running the ball. Offensive line did a great job opening the holes for him. So, I mean, if you keep keep doing that, and keep getting better. I think you're going to string you know, some good games and even some wins there. Before uh, we start talking offense, and I got one eye on the Chicago Bears YouTube site as soon as the coach is at the podium, we'll break away. But one more uh, topic on the defense. There was, you know, a, a few blemishes, but the biggest one for me was just the tackling, especially in the second half, got really sloppy. And perhaps Tremaine Edmonds, he, he caught my eye most of all in a couple of tackle attempts. What do you say? I'll start with you, Danny. What do you say about the tackling, and do you think it's a problem? And and how can we get this fixed? Yeah, the the, the second level guys, or I'm sorry, third level guys, or you know, the corners and safeties were tackling better than, than the linebackers. So yeah, I saw Edmonds miss a couple of tackles. I saw um, T.J. Edwards miss a couple of tackles as well. So you know, that's the one thing. It's you know, he was the, he was the big free agent sign Edmonds that was, and uh, I I don't think he's a better upgrade over over Roquan Smith. So. But that's that's neither here or there. It's that's you know that's water on the bridge. You know we have who we have now. But yeah, I mean I, I definitely I think I think I saw a little bit more uh, aggression from him as well in terms of you know making play sideline silent. But yeah, there are missed tackles from him. Uh, Elijah Hicks missed a tackle as well. You know, and there are the defensive line guys would got got to Sam Howell a couple of times and just couldn't wrap him up and, and he'd squirt away for you know instead of a sack it'd be like a seven eight yard run. By Sam Howell. So those that those are frustrating plays there as well. So again, you know, we keep preaching in terms of you, know, you got to execute your assignments, and then you also got to finish. And I think right. you know tonight they did a you know, solid job in terms of executing, but they didn't finish a lot of times. They left a lot of you know, big plays defensively out on the football field there too. Coach, uh, yeah, one of the things I was concerned about hearing about you know I'm saying going to the short week. Obviously, you got a short uh, practice schedule going a short week, but you know what I'm saying when you have a coachism, if you will. If you have when you have all the walkthroughs, you weren't you you worry about fundamentals breaking down, right? So you, you think about teams that have a bye week or teams that have a week off going into a playoff scenario where they may have a bye. Those are the kind of things you would be concerned about when you're not when you're not running those live reps, you're not running in equipment and stuff like that, and you're not you're not going through you know any individual drills. You worry about those um, those fundamentals breaking down. Because during your practice schedule throughout the week, the, the indies is where you focus on those fundamentals. It's the rudimentary stuff that you normally do to make sure, hey, I'm running up to the block. I got to make sure I break down, chop my feet, and make sure I make a solid tackle, right? So, um, you know, yeah, those those plays were there, but they have the mini buy. Hopefully we get back to doing individuals and they start going back to the fundamentals, breaking down and making plays. But they're adding stuff to the repertoire where they're starting to actually rip at the ball punch at the ball, you know what I'm saying, breaking at the break, breaking on the ball again, aggressive defense and, and starting to force turnovers. Um, you know, I just think this is going to build some kind of momentum moving forward. I hope so. Now I'll say we got two, we got two consecutive good showings, at least 
I have some football from from the offensive end, so I, mm-hmm. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty positive. I want to stay on the defense. One more question, and this is specifically about Tremaine Ed, Tremaine Edmonds. You know, we know that he missed most of the preseason, and so th- that's a slow indoctrination uh, in terms of him executing what he's learning in the classroom. I listened to every press conference he had. He sounds like a great leader. Uh, he, he he sets a good example and so forth. But unfortunately, what we haven't seen on the field is his pass coverage making big plays or is sometimes he's unable to get off of blocks. And of course, there's been the tackling issue. So Coach T, can you offer for fans like me, the meatheads like me, can you offer any hope that tremendous Edmonds is going to turn this around and be that middle linebacker that Ryan Poles paid, what, 50-some million dollars to? Yeah, I, you know, the only hope I have for him is, you know what I'm saying, the added reps with this defense, he'll be able to get himself in better position. I think a couple times on pass coverage um, tonight I saw he was just short, right? He was just short on his depth and his drops and balls just just barely getting over his head, right? So, you know what I'm saying, Play, again, to me it boils down to the fundamentals of the defense and the fundamentals of a player, right? Getting to your right level depth sets, right? And make sure you're dropping and playing smart football as an inside linebacker, right? So you're not you're not creating these windows, um, these obvious windows that that the that the ball uh, that the quarterback has to throw to. Here, here's the thing for me, right? I'm starting to wonder, and I think Danny might have mentioned this earlier, right? There's there's the discussions we had at the beginning of the season about how injured you were. And the fact that, you know what I'm saying, you know, the organization decided not to play players. These coaches didn't get the amount of reps that they really intended to get with these players early on, right? Because this stuff should have been worked out. The 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 the, the calls that Coach Eberflus is making now, those things should have been worked out. I, I'll pause, sir. This is uh, DJ Moore at the podium. Let's hope we get some good audio here. Let's see what he's got to say. He's being asked a question right now. Justin just put it in a good spot. Uh, the DB was trying to jump it. Uh, he threw it out uh, only where I could catch it, and he was off to the races. Talking about the final touchdown of the three he had. Uh, score. No, run fast and score. Uh, have fun with it, but score at the same time. Uh, I felt amazing. You know, get the first win uh, under our belts, and have that momentum going into the next game. You had a lot of emotional nights. You see it every time you have the ball. You have a lot of energy going. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of familiarity with this area. What did it mean to put together for your night in prime time? Uh, oh, it, it was just fun. You know, football is fun uh, out there playing a kids game, you know, at the end of the day. And uh, I just looked, looked at it that way. Uh, tonight was just the stars aligned and uh, all glory to God for it. So I'm just happy for it. Mm-hmm. I did. I, uh, I felt like it was. Uh, people was like, do you know how many yards you got? I'm like, uh, please don't tell me. Uh, we don't, let's not jinx tonight and let's just focus on this win. But when we got when we got off the field, it was, it was all everybody telling me what I did. And, uh, it was good. No, nah, so that 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 really pissed me off because uh, I was about to score. I could have had four touchdowns, you know. And um, I mean, the ref got to do his job, but at the same time, it, it is what it is. We got the win, so I'm not too mad on it. Uh, 
this morning I was nervous, uh, out of this world nervous. So I guess that was uh, my body telling me that we was about to go off. So I look forward to having some more nervous days uh, before games. Uh, I mean, the play speaks for itself. Um, I'm not really too worried about if I get the ball a lot or anything like that. But when I get the ball, I just want to be able to make a positive play out of it. So, I mean, that's what's been happening. So I look forward to it. Uh, I have no clue. It is. Hold on. I'm in the <laughs> That's love, man. <laughs> Five minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, not really. Uh, I'm I'm pretty nervous before every game, but not like tonight. Uh, I guess because it was a like a prime time game, you never want to mess up on a uh, big time TV. So. I mean, that was the whole thing behind it. Did that team, were you guys made aware at all about the big budget passing? Nah, I, I, I had happened to see it on Instagram, uh, and I had told Mooney, I was like, whoa. And, like, that was, like, I want to say an hour before the game started, so that's when I really noticed it. How bad? This team played, like, a desperate team tonight. What was the feeling leading up to this game? Uh, it was... It was like, we just needed a win. Get the mojo going in our favor, and uh, it's time to just carry that over into the weeks coming. So that's the best thing. You did the first step of the game with that 58 yard, and you took us through that. That's even valuable. That's your offensive start. Uh, we was uh, it was a double move, and we hit, we connected. Uh, he pressed, and I won, and Justin just threw it out there, and the rest is history. All right, last one. How would you describe the energy, like just coming off the field in this hallway in the locker room afterward? What was that? I mean, it was amazing. Uh, we had the music going. Uh, everybody was happy, and everybody. The, the true message was just, just never lose that feeling. Like that's what uh, in my head I was saying. In my head, uh, now I get to say it uh, to the media and to the team. Like let's just not lose that feeling of what we just walked into uh, in the locker room. All right, thanks, everyone. Good stuff, Matt Eberflus will be joining uh, very soon. Uh, Danny, you know, we've been saying this for you've been a great, great supporter of Justin Fields through thick and thin, you know, and we've been saying he's got got to pull that trigger, got to pull that trigger. And that's what we saw out of Justin Fields today, particularly with his connection with DJ Moore. He was pulling the trigger and that uh, third down and two play was just fantastic. He pulled the trigger and he let this receiver who can make the tough catches make the play. Talk to me about what you're seeing out of Justin Fields and his maturation now, uh, finally in these last two games. Yeah, whatever. I'm obviously uh, temper some of the enthusiasm because of the, the defenses they play. Now, obviously, the Broncos are one of the worst defenses in football, and 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 the the uh, Commanders are one of the worst secondaries. So, you know, having said that, but still, they are NFL talented players, and I'm not going to take any anything away from them. So, you know, the, the fact that today, what what you know, he was making some some really terrific throws, with anticipation. You know, throwing that 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 throw in a corner, I believe it was his, uh, for DJ Moore's first touchdown, and between uh, two or three defenders uh, from the pocket. Yeah, I mean, that's a hell of a throw. We could do that is because of Sorry, Danny, we got Matt Eberflus at the podium. Building. And uh, the guys have always been tight, always been determined, and uh, super excited uh, about that. Um, 
And let me digress for a second. Uh, my condolences to uh, the Buckus family. Uh, my, my deepest sympathies to them. Um, I had a, a, a several chances to visit with uh, Dick during the time uh, that I've been here, and it's always great talking to him, you know, because he's one of my idols uh, growing up, uh, being a linebacker, and uh, we had some good talks about reading keys and, and a, lot, a lot of different things. But uh, uh, again, my my condolences uh, to the family for sure. There, um, uh, in terms of the game. Um, Obviously, the first half, nice job uh, with the offense, you know, scoring on every possession. I thought we played some really good complimentary football, um, you know, getting a couple of three and outs there to start um, on, on defense. You know, I thought the defense played well. And really, it was about the ball. You know, I, I've always talked about that with the guys. And I know what I said to them, I said, when we get that right, we'll be right. You know, we were plus two uh, today. So that was a big part of it. Obviously, DJ Moore is going to be a big story. Uh, you saw in uh, his skill and talent level out there today. And, uh, you know, just an amazing player. And uh, Justin uh, does, did a really good job of feeding him today. thought that was really, really nice. And, uh, you know, the offense operated good at the end. You know, to close out games, you're going to make, have to make plays uh, to finish the game. And that's the big, big thing we needed. You know, and we built some momentum last week. You know, this is a whole new group um, that, that we have. You know, a lot of rookies. You know, we got a lot of free agents that are coming together. And we felt the momentum building uh, last week. And uh, we just needed to finish better. And the guys pulled together last week and, and did a nice job of finishing this game. You know, and every game's different. You know, you, you have a bunch of different set of circumstances. You know, the score, the time, uh, the skill level you're playing against. You know, so there's a lot of things that go into it. And uh, I want to commend our offensive line uh, really today because of all the lineup changes going against that defensive line. You know, because that was one of our key keys to victory was uh, being able to uh, do a decent job against that line. We knew they were going to have some pressures. You know, they had three sacks, but uh, Coach Morgan, you know, uh, Coach Steckel uh, did an excellent job of shuffling those guys around there. Cody came in, did an excellent job at center. Uh, JT was in at guard. Tevin was just back. You know, so they did a really good job of uh, sticking together and, and giving Justin the time he needed to throw the ball um, during the game. So with that, open questions. Overall. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just poise. You know, I saw poise the entire time. Uh, you can see him comf being comfortable in the pocket, uh, going through his reads, um, you know, delivering the ball on time. But that takes everybody. You know, it takes the receivers, you know, being in the right spot. You know, it takes the protection. And uh, that's what I saw. And, uh, you know, my favorite play of the day was when he scrambled and slid at the end, you know, because that was, that was very uh, smart, you know, me being a defensive guy. Um, you know, to, to uh, get the clock out of there, you know, whittle the clock down. But uh, excellent job. And uh, he's, he's really learning uh, the position, learning the offense, and he's just growing. And now he's starting to get the fruits of his labor here the last couple weeks, and we're just going to build on that momentum. How big, some of the, how big were some of the contributions from the young guys on defense like Strawman, Smith, James, turnovers? Yeah, yeah, that's big. You know, those guys are young. Um, you know, we're, we put them in there. We, we have no problem putting them in there because they're talented players. And, and uh, they did a nice job. You know, we talked about you know everybody uh, taking a swing at it, you know, and they, they did a good job of taking it, you know, taking the ball away. So Strowman's interception was outstanding. You know, we were in a coverage that dictates him to follow that guy inside there like that. He did a nice job stepping in front of him. Um, you know, so that was really good. And then really Smitty was just will. You know, he just willed it to happen, and uh, the guys uh, was stayed up and did a great job of raking the ball out, you know, and then recovering it. So it was really really good play. What did it mean to walk into a winning locker 
Yeah, that's the way you get in the coaching. You know, I've been coaching 32 years, you know, so, uh, you know, when I started doing it, I was uh, 22 and nine months. I was coaching the guys that I played with. You know, so that was a little weird, but um, it was it's fun because you get to see the smiles and the joy. The hard work, you know, all the staff members, the coaches, you know, it's a lot of work that we put into this. You know, we've gone through some adversity, uh, but we learn lessons from that adversity. You know, those those things harden you a little bit. You know, so uh, it's uh, it's going to be fun going forward. What were you feeling when DJ Moore broke away for that game-sealing touchdown in the fourth quarter? Like, girl? Yeah, I was right there. I saw it, and uh, right there on the sideline. And man, it's, he's just an amazing athlete to be able to uh, take that ball and then just, you know, you know the way he catches and concentrates. You know, the guy tried to step in front of it, and uh, he just has great concentration. And that's every day. He's like that, you know. So he's a true pro. Um, he's a har- our hardest worker, which is really, really cool to say, you know, because he's a really good player, and uh, he's a great example to model after. With the, with the understanding that the next game is a new game. What does the result like this do for your process? It's just, you know, you know, it's it's really the it's the fruits of the labor, right? You know, it's guys sticking together, guys working hard during practice, you know, and now they see results from it. You know, it gets frustrating, you know, with the players, you know, and I understand that. And I've talked to every one of them about that. I said I understand the frustration, but you have to stick, you know, you know stay positive. Your eyes have always got to be forward. Um, and it's, this is going to be no different. I'm going to get in there on Monday. I'm going to say, hey, guys, there's corrections here that need to be made. How you get better as a football team is make those corrections, okay, and get better from your performance. If you win by 20 or you lost by three, that, that's that's what it is. That's how we're going to get better as a team. It's kind of hanging around and, and chipping away in the second half, and you're just a couple of days removed from a game which the other team came back. I mean, are you, are you say anything to these guys, or you trust them enough that they're going to kind of respond there and dig in? Yeah, that was the message. That was the message all week about finishing. You know, and you, what you do is you finish with detail. You know, you finish with cycle of the snap. You finish playing one play, you know, and you can't look at the scoreboard. You just got to have an opportunity. Hey, I'm playing this one play. And if you keep it that way, execution is going to be good. And uh, that's what they did today. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the second half, because of the score the way it was, that was a pretty much a pass game from there. But uh, again, the first half, you know, obviously their their line is blocks really well in the run game. You know, their the runners are are strong and they get downhill, and we were we were definitely concerned about that going into it. You know, the tackling aspect of those guys. So once they got into a passing game, you know, we got a chance to rush the passer. We you know obviously blitzed a, a few times and you know, got some pressure that way too. But uh, uh, that's how it handled. That's how we handled the game. You got a lot more pressure today, seemingly with just rushing forward, especially that drive right before the middle of the first half. Yeah, got home some pressure like three straight times. What unlock for the, for the front in terms of just getting to get home before? Yeah, I mean, just pinning their ears back, right? You know, in their approach angle, you know, their, their move area, you know, just doing the basics of rush. And, uh, you know, those guys are starting to work together more. And I think the continuity is starting to gel and be there. So uh, hopefully we can build upon that. What was it like trying to juggle some of the running back depletion that we had going on? Just yeah, that was, that was big. It was big for a while because we had uh, a couple guys down. You know, so KB stepped in there, and, and I thought he did a nice job. You know, in the four-minute drill, uh, did a really nice job of, of moving the line and making a couple of nice cuts and protecting the football. You know, he did a nice job there. All right, I think we've got enough there of the coach. I, I want to say this. Let me uh, take care of this audio here. Um, I want to say this. There's a lot of comments uh, in the chat room um, that I'd like to re- – respond in one general way. Um, 
we all have to keep in mind that this was a team that was completely gutted, completely gutted. And we have to keep in mind that this preseason did not go as planned for this team in terms of having all of the newly acquired players practicing together, playing in preseasons to get preseason togethers. And we have to keep in mind is that we played some pretty good teams to start the season. So this team was completely out of sync and is still not nearly completely in sync. In sync. They played well against the Broncos, who have a terrible defense, as Danny mentioned. They played well tonight and got the win. But if we look at this from a macro level, perhaps what we are seeing is the slow build of a really good football team. Coach T, I see you agreeing with me, so I'll turn it over to you, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I was making that point before we jumped to the first pressure, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, a lot, a lot gets lost on, you know, the the preseason injuries we had and the approach to it, right? We couldn't go in fully manned. We couldn't execute and fully know what we has, right? Part of part of coaching football is know your personnel, right? But part of knowing your personnel. It's knowing what the players' capabilities are, how you can use them individually to help the collective, right? So those reps are missing. And Danny, Danny, shoot me if I'm wrong, right? It's a coachism, right? That weeks four to six usually is when NFL, when you start hitting on all cylinders and when things start sliding. So if we if we if we think about even if you watch football overall, not just our team, um, weeks one through four, we didn't we didn't see a whole lot of you know, explosive performances offensively. You heard about the onesies and twosies, but if you look at the NFL standings across the board, we have a few teams sitting at the top that's around three, uh, two teams. Uh, one team is undefeated now, I believe, or two. We have a bunch of teams uh, at, at three and one, but the large majority, about 16 teams, are sitting at two and two, right? So a lot of those teams are still figuring out their identity. And the part that I, I want to make sure, I, you know, I want to emphasize as well is, look, we, we, we're, we're, we're novice at the GM position. We're novice at the head coach position. We're novice at the offensive coordinator position. And we were novices at the defensive coordinator position. And then we have novice players. We have novice players. So this will go a long way in, in teaching these guys how to win, how to finish, and it's much easier to coach football now. Now, because because what happens is when you win, the, the, the saying is, you know, what I'm saying when you lose, the tape isn't as bad as it seemed it is. When you win, it's always much worse, right? Now you can go in and and a coach in those individual or uh, team uh, in the individual position rooms, and you can throw up plays on the board and say, man, if if you know what I'm saying, if you're in your spot right here, Edmonds, if you were actually on your landmark here. We make a play here and it goes back. Now you can start emphasizing the, uh, the details. Now you can start coaching even harder coming off the win because ears are open. People, you know what I'm saying? Ears are open. People are excited. They're ready to take on the next thing and start building momentum. And, and I wanted to emphasize that. And I have another point, but I'm, I'm going to save it for later. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Danny. What, what do you think about this topic? Well, I, I totally disagree with both of you guys because, uh, you know, th first of all, this is not a, a new uh, staff putting in their, their new scheme this year and all that. That was last year. So the guys that are on last year's team, the young guys that played a lot should have got better. And I don't see them getting better this year, right? 
we can't we can't let this victory just kind of wash away the 14 game losing streak where they lost by an average of 25 points. So for most of those games, they were not even competitive in these games. So you, you know, we can't be telling me it's going to take five weeks for these guys to, to gel and, and get better and all that stuff because they had injuries in the preseason. The coach decided not to play these players in his third preseason game or second preseason game was against the Colts. That was because they practiced well during the week. So that that's all on coaching. That's all on being prepared. In terms of Coach T, you're saying there, there were many explosive plays this year. Uh, have you watched the Buffalo Bills? Have you watched the, the the Eagles, what they've done this year? Now, the Eagles haven't been as explosive as last year, but they have a new defensive coordinator, a new offensive coordinator this year, right? You talk about the Miami Dolphins. You see the explosiveness they put out there on, on the football field. So it's it, the preparation and getting these guys ready to go has not been there from the coaching staff. I'm not going to let one victory over a Washington team for, you know, wipe away that 14 game losing streak and the non competitiveness that, that we saw, you know, week in and week out. So, um, you know, it, it's a good victory. You needed this victory, uh, you know, for the morale of the team. Um, I think, I think Justin was on a different level today in terms of his intensity. You saw he never sat down on the bench when the defense was on the field. He was on, he was out there. He was like, he was rooting the defense on. He was looking to make sure everything was going to, he, he was determined to get a victory today. So that, that's, that, that's a leadership in this kid. That that I, I just love his intangibles. He, this is a guy that's a true leader at that position. And before uh, we, we went to Eberflus, I was talking about his ability. He was making plays from the pocket. Today, everybody's harping on, oh, we got to get Justin from the pocket. Got to get Justin. Well, today he was making plays from the pocket. He was going through a progression. He was making throws, precise throws with accuracy. That touchdown, the first touchdown, the DJ Moore was in between three defenders in a corner where only Moore got got to it. Obviously, that that third one to uh, to Cole Komet, he went through a progression near the goal line. Funk Komet on a crossing route, hit him in stride, bam, touchdown. So, you know, uh, I think this kid is just, you know, starting to show whatever him and Getsy did uh, the last couple of weeks, continue to work on that, continue to implement that type of offense. And that's not – and I saw a lot of 12 personnel with two tight ends with Mercedes Lewis in there, a Tunyon in there along with Komet. So add some more blocking. So obviously everything starts up front with like we've been saying all along. The offensive line today start off the first half was really good in terms of pass blocking. I know Wright gave up a, a sack early on, but you know for the, for the most part that first half was pretty good run blocking and pass blocking by the offensive line. If that if they can get a cohesive five you know unit on that now they got Lucas Patrick out of there, which is I think is, is going to be an upgrade. I think I think White Harris Center is, is the, probably the best thing. Get Tevin Jenkins healthy and at left guard, and eventually you're going to get back hopefully. Braxton Jones, we'll see what happens with there. And then now you can form a cohesive unit. And once that unit gels and becomes better, you'll see this offense continue to put up some more points. I'm gonna check that. I'm gonna check that average uh average uh, margin of victory from last year and tweet you, Danny. <laughs> they gave up over 25 points in each game. All right. Well, yeah, I, I think Danny is correct on that. But I I do have to say this. Um, and and I'm not saying, you know, I, I'm not saying that Danny is wrong. And I'm not saying Coach T is wrong. You know, I think both of you guys are offering really solid points. My point is, is that there is many teams do get better. You know, it's not just because we've seen this 14 game losing streak. It shouldn't be shouldn't erase the fact that there could be hope that this team could now build on the Minnesota in the Minnesota game, build on a Raiders team and maybe get this you know a four game winning streak going on here coaches do get better with experience some do not all of them and players do get better with good coaching once the coaching starts utilizing better i bet you every guy on that defense is super psyched because the floodgates were open we're now attacking we're now having fun out there yeah we're now playing good and that means a lot that that gives me hope as a fan a, a fan who was thoroughly disgusted by this losing streak Go ahead, go it ahead, took Jay. four weeks, yeah. although, to see that. It 
took four weeks. Yeah. I, I realize that, but it, it it doesn't matter. It's done. Those four yeah, weeks yeah. are done. Your season's over. Your season's over. Yeah, no, I, I, so, not so, necessarily. So, so that goes. So that goes to my pregame speech and what I tweeted. Right. Again, I I have to I had to like I had a moment where I just like put myself in the locker room. Listen, you know what I'm saying? I don't give if, if I'm coaching that football team, I don't give a damn of what Danny's talking about. I don't give a damn of what Aldo's talking about. I don't give a damn about the media. I don't give about the fans. Here's a here's an opportunity to rally. Everybody's against us. Play for the guy next to you. You got umpteen more games left. So what are we going to do? We're going to lay down because, you know what I'm saying, nobody's nobody's dependent on us. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it leads to my point that I that I left out that I want to say, right? We forget, right, whether it's fans, coaches, players, or whatever. We forget about the ultimate lesson that football is supposed to teach us about. It's supposed to teach us about life. Life, you're going to have adversity. Guess what? You're going to have back-to-back L's. You're going to have seasons of your life where you can't get shit right. That's just life, right? What are we gonna do individually in our own personal life? We gonna lay down. We gonna we you know what I'm saying. We gonna let we you gonna have haters. You gonna have people. You know what I'm saying. You gonna have family members that don't believe in you. You're trying to get a business off the ground. They're not gonna believe in you. You gonna have close friends turn their back on you. What are you gonna do? Lay down? No, you can't. That's the ultimate. That's that's the that's why football is the greatest game on earth because it's supposed to be teaching us something about life. And if I put myself in that locker room, I'm saying you know what. I, you know what I'm saying? F the media, F the fans. Listen, Justin, DJ, whoever's my left and right, I'm playing for you tonight. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. We forget about that. But again, when you have a bunch of paid people that never been there before, right? You never sat in the locker room. You never laced them up. Sometimes we, hey, it's not, it's not fantasy points. You know what I'm saying? It's not fantasy points. It's not, it's not MGM bets. Phone on your bets on DraftKings. We got real dudes out there lacing them up, putting their lives on the line like Dick Bucket does, right? And guess what? We have we have to put this together and say, look, you know what I'm saying? No, we're not gonna lay down. That's what we're supposed to. That's what when you when you're watching the game with your son or your daughter for that matter, guess what? That's what you should be saying when you're watching your team lose instead of saying, Oh, you know what I'm saying? F the bears, blah blah blah. Look, son, guess what? Look, daughter, guess what? Like you're gonna have times in life where it just it just don't seem like it's right. But guess what? If you keep if you keep pounding the rock, if you keep hacking at it, guess what? Eventually it's gonna break. That's my soapbox moment. Well, uh and, and that soapbox was impressive enough for Bruce Ali Walter Jordan to say, Who is Coach T? Please reintroduce him for me. <laughs> coach T is a, I had a very... coaching moment. <laughs> yes. Coach T has coached a lot of high school football in his days and is also a very successful corporate uh, senior director. Uh, da- Danny, do you want to respond to what? Uh, uh, what coach just said there? I'm and not sure I'm, what, what point Coach she was making. He lost me halfway through that speech. I, 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 I don't know what, what you're trying I'm to say. Firing up the locker room, Dan. Are you saying that this this coaching staff now gives you confidence? Is that going to be a good coaching staff? It, 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 that's that, what that, that, that guy came out and on Monday and looked like an imbecile in front of the media with the whole Chase Claypool thing. All right, that's not a guy I want leading my football team. They won today. Like I said, I, I gave him props for going out there and being more aggressive, but we're calling for more blitzes because your damn defensive line cannot get to the quarterback. He finally blitzed in game five, in week five, 
he got some some production, it got a win, and all of a sudden we're supposed to forgive and forget what this guy, this staff. No, we're not that. forgiving and okay. forgetting. So we're you're not saying they're doing gonna get better and get better in terms of what? I'm saying I hope they're going to get better. Okay. That's what well, I'm saying. They're not going to. They weren't going to go winless. I mean, they're going to yeah. win a game or two. Yeah, three, but, four, I, but five but, games. But for me personally, I removed myself from fan mode and I put myself. I'm, I'm an analyst right now. I'm, I'm, I'm an analyst I'm, right now, and I, and yeah, yeah. I said this guy is not a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not focusing. I'm not focusing strictly on that. I'm like, look, man. You know what I'm saying? Even, even, even that is it's my team, right? Even it's my team. I I want to put myself in a headspace where shit. We, you know what I'm saying? We coming up against resistance. I damn Eberflus. You know what I'm saying? Damn, damn, the uh, coach Gesky. I want to put myself in a headspace where I'm always inspiring the people around me. You know what I'm saying? And if we can, if we can get a hint of that, he may, he may wash it out. He may wash it out. But I like Aldo started out. You know what I'm saying? I like to focus back, and it, it was a refocus moment for me to go back to the to the to the big picture of you taking it even taking away from these football are, and going to life athletes coach these are professional athletes they're not going to just go out there and just lay it lay lay an egg i mean they're going to go out there and they're it's a, their job and they're going to like i said a lot of these guys are one-year contracts they're going to go out there they're going to put good tape out there because if your tape sucks if you've given up on 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 this entire or season after four games as a player it's going to show out there so yeah. so you, you don't want to go does out there it happen like does it happen though there. so of course they're going to play for the guy next to them but in terms of if you guys are if your point is that, that this team that that you have a feeling that this coaching staff can you know re rejuvenize this team and 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 make them a you know this staff can be a long term solution for this you know for the Bears I I don't see it I one game a victory over Washington yeah a good game no no doubt about it I'm not taking anything away from them winning mm-hmm. on the, in the NFL is hard especially winning on the road so again my hats off to, I, to I didn't put us in the, in the staff. But I have no confidence in this staff that they're going to be the long-term solution here for the Bears and and you know continue to build, uh, you know a, a winning program here. So for me, I'm done with this staff, uh, and I, I don't think they 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 probably don't win five five more games or if they won five games total this year. So we'll see. Let me ask this, Danny. Uh, when you say staff, does that include everyone in the staff, or do you I'm see about the head coach? Well, the head coach. Yeah, I mean, what about Getsy. what about Luke Getzey? Luke Getzey, the last couple of weeks, and that's the thing. Is like I don't know the inside of that locker room. Who is telling Getzey the first couple of weeks to design those kind of that offense? Because obviously, sure. with these last couple of weeks, Justin's much more. You can see he's playing comfortable. He's this more relaxed. He's out there just making plays. Right. And the other thing about Getsy is, and, and this is like a little side note here, he gets a little conservative in terms of the, the second half. He's got to stop being conservative. You know, if you got you can't just, you know, kind of milk the clock and try and, you know, uh, sit on the lead. You got to be, you got to do what you, what got you there. And, uh, and thank God they let Justin throw in that third and two, or else that ball would have been going back to, to Washington. But anyway, I digress there. So, but yeah, Getsy to me, he's got something there. The, the first couple of weeks, I just didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, players didn't, didn't know what looked like their assignments. Justin was sitting there looking at receivers, not throwing a ball. Everyone looked like their the receivers were off, slow getting off their off their um, their releases at the line of scrimmage. It just didn't look like they were playing at full speed. Maybe for whatever reason, th- there was there was a install put in over the offseason that they they wanted to do. You know, open up this offense, do different things to or whatever. But now they kind of maybe tailed it back and and allowed the, the the players to kind of do less thinking out there, just more playing. And whatever it is, whatever they've done, like I said, I wish I was a fly on the wall in, in those meetings. But obviously, 
the you know the quarterback's playing much more better. The offensive line looks like they're you know getting you know, coming into a, a shape there and not even fully healthy yet. So and the receivers look like they're playing at, at a much higher, much faster pace, much faster level. So you know whatever that that change was, good, but totally different offense. That totally different. All right, Justin Fields is at the podium. The audio is low. Let's try to listen to in. We we all had after the game. It's a feeling that you. Just never wanted to end. So, um, you know, just just proud of the way, you know, all the guys came out and played tonight. And, um, you know, O-line did, did the thing versus the dominant D-line. Uh, they showed out. Um, really just, just everybody, you know, running backs did their thing. Uh, receivers, of course, did their thing too. So just proud of everybody. Justin, there was a lot of tension in the second half when they were making their comeback. How did it feel to you to see DJ running away with the ball at the end and knowing that that was going to be it? Yeah. Uh, a sign of relief for sure, um, you know. I think we just had to reset. Uh, of course, the drive where we had a false start, you know, everybody was kind of jumping around a little bit, but it just went over to the guys and just said, you know, calm down. You know, we're in a great position. Defense is going to go out there and do the thing. And um, they did. Uh, got a stop. And, um, you know, of course, when DJ made that catch and catch and run, it was, it was pretty much game over by then. So, uh, you know, heck of a play, great catch. Um, great protection up front and executed really well. Do you, think, do you think he stepped out on the other play? I, I, I couldn't see it, but. Um, I think they should have just let it, you know, let it play out and then, of course, review it and then overturn it. But they usually do that. I'm surprised it didn't. But, um, no, nah, I, 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 I'm going to go with him and say that he didn't step out, even though I couldn't see it at all. But he didn't think he stepped out. He had, a, he had the majority of your yardage today, and, and he should. I mean, you're throwing to him all the time. He's there for that reason. What does that change about your game to have the best receiver that you've played with during your career? Yeah, I mean, you know, it makes my job easier. Uh, you know, they, they left him one-on-one. <laughs> More times than I thought they would tonight. So, um, you know, when you always have him one on one, he's going to win 95% of the time. So, um, just thank you for him. To be honest, it makes my job way easier. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he showed up tonight. Eight catches for 230. Like, that's that's a crazy stat right there. So, uh, he, he definitely just came tonight for sure. The first third down that gets him for 58. Can you just walk us through that play there? And- yeah, I mean, that was just a clear progression left to right. Um, got one high on that, and uh, it was just one on one. Like I said again, so one on one. The uh, double move at the top, got the corner off of him, and then he was just wide open. So, um, yeah, I mean, great protection because, I mean, you definitely need time on that play for that, you know, route to develop. Great protection up front. And, of course, he routed up the corner at the top. So, I mean, made my job easier. Uh, and the buddy was wide open. So, yeah. As far as throwing to DJ, have you gotten more – I don't want to say forced it to him, but have you gotten more aggressive throwing to him than you were in the first couple games? Um, Not really. I mean, you know – Yes, you have. My biggest thing to Luke is anytime we can get him the ball, you know, he's get him the ball because one, one, he's a great receiver. We all know that. But, you know, two, just with the football in his hands, you know, he's able to make guys miss, you know, like we saw in that. Uh, I think he had like a 10 yard stop route or whatever. Caught it, made the, made the uh, corner miss, rubber tackle. So um, anytime you can get him the ball, you know, it's, it's always going to be good for, good for us for sure. Game in the fourth quarter, and you have that drive that you lead them down. Like, how important is that for you to be able to put a team away on the road and get that? Yeah, I mean, it's really important. Um, I was just, you know, preaching to the O line before the drive started, like, touchdown, touchdown, seals the deal right here. So, um, you know, glad we were able to go out there and do it. Um, like I said, they protected their butts up all night against a, a great defensive line. Proud of those guys for the work they put in, you know. Um, really just proud of everybody, you know, proud of. Everybody blocking the outside noise out and um, really just working. So um, really a tribute to, to everyone in the building for being there.
Boston game had more carries tonight than he'd ever had in his career combined, something like that. What's to say that he was able to step up when you guys ran out of back? Yeah, I mean, he's a ball player. You know, you can put him anywhere and he's going to, you know, know what to do. Um, you know, he's just a football player. Um, put him at tight end, receiver, running back, fullback, and, you know, he's going to get the job done. So I'm uh, proud of him for stepping in, doing his job, and uh, really just, you know, carrying the run game late, late in the game. Back and try and the, on the one play to shake his head and yeah. go off. Was that hard to watch? Um, I mean, I asked him on the sideline how he felt. He said he felt good enough, but, you know, he came in, and then, of course, I didn't see him after that. But, um, you know, I'm just thinking he's getting a break. But um, I kind of got it after, you know, he didn't come back in. But, you know, it just shows you what kind of person he is, um, how much he loves this game, how much he loves the team. So, um, you know, just, just the amount of, you know, effort and try that you know, he was able, even able to you know come back on the field and just just try to try to play with his brothers out there that's the you know um, you know we we see that as a as a team so that makes us want to play harder for him and um you know i should have just made a better throw so he wouldn't have got hurt to be honest but proud of him regardless so, yeah. we, we tried lowering your shoulder on, on that one play can you just take us through that where you're trying to you know, yeah <laughs> um i pick and choose when i do that you know usually i don't do that but um Saw a little corner and tried to, you know, give him a little uh, uh, uh. But um, yeah, I probably won't see that too much. I mean, anymore. I'll, I'll probably uh, probably get talked to that, talked to about that in film. Um, probably just you know taking care of myself and doing that stuff. But um, yeah, I pick and choose. I know the DB probably weighed like 190, but linebacker you probably won't see me doing that. But um, <laughs> pick and choose when I, when I do that. Yeah, yeah, push, push, push. Uh, two more. New for you guys. Break it down a little bit. I mean, not really. Uh, we've we've had it in for you know, quite some time. I think uh, the O line did a great job executing it tonight. And um, you know, anytime you can get a third and short, fourth and short, fourth and short, and be able to convert on those downs and get a new set of downs, that's, that's going to be big for offense and defense. So, uh, you know, glad we were able to execute on those uh, third and shorts tonight. Yeah, Justin Carson said he was really Yeah, it's a moving parts on the offensive line, especially at center, and you have seven back in there. How do you think they did and managed all the moves? Yeah, I mean, you know, we were preparing for that to happen pretty much all week. Um, you know, Lucas was rotating at Lucas and Cody were both you know playing center this week during the walkthrough, so um, I kind of knew that could have went down that way. But um, you know, I think they handled it really well. Um, you know, all those guys in the room are really close. They get each other better um, each and every day in practice. So, um, you know, just proud of, proud of the way Cody stepped in at center. And, um, you know, you, you can really put Cody anywhere, guard or, or center. He's going to get the job done. So, and, uh, of course, you know, it's always good having seven back uh, playing playing ball. So, um, yeah, but, but we're proud of those guys and the, the way they played tonight. You mentioned the Last feeling. one. You mentioned the feeling in the locker room. How would you describe what that what that felt like in that? Just felt good. Felt good. Um, just... Seeing all the hard work pay off, especially, you know, getting a dub after everything that's, you know, happened this year, you know, everything in the media, everything on the outside, um, just, just, it just feels good when you can, you can say that the hard work paid off. So again, I'm, I'm proud of everybody in the building. I love everybody on my scene, players, coaches, shoot, everybody upstairs. I might not even know them, but I love y'all. So, um. But yeah, so I mean, that, that feeling was, you know, like I said before, a feeling that you never wanted to end, and you know, we just gotta keep this momentum going, and uh, you know, just just get ready for Minnesota coming up next week. So. Appreciate y'all.
Oh, it is so sweet to see him happy and to see this. Check this video. Finally getting that elusive W that they've been waiting for. So how do you continue to build off of this, Fitz? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I just think you saw it last week in the first half, and then you see it again for the complete game today. There's energy and excitement. How oh, nice is that, huh? To see that locker room having fun. No more disco balls, thank God. <laughs> but uh, that's what we want to see. And hopefully the NFL films will have uh, what Matt Eberflus said to the team. And if they do, we will definitely show that tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. when sh former Chicago Bears scouting director Greg Gabriel and I are back here. Guys, let's talk. Let's you know. Let's finish up this the subject of uh, you know confidence in this coaching staff. And I want to make sure that Danny. I don't want to speak for Coach T, but that you don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that I have confidence in this coaching staff. I'm saying that I have hope that they have learned from their mistakes and that we can start to begin to to win and learn from our mistakes because we don't want to draft another quarterback. We don't want a whole new coaching staff in here if we can avoid it. If this coaching staff shows progress the rest of this season, then let's continue to put our chips into that because why would we want to restart? I've got two number one uh, first round draft picks. I want a premier pass rusher and I want maybe a second premier pass rusher or a left tackle or something else that can build on the core of this team. I don't necessarily want to shop for a head coach if I don't have to or an offensive coordinator. Now, you are right, Danny. My confidence level on them is still low, still very low. But I, I'm hoping that what we have seen over the last two weeks, that th these guys, this entire coaching staff, from the head coach to all the position coaches, continue to get better and start to stack some wins. Does that make sense, Danny? Yeah, I mean that that's that's obviously you're right. You can feel that way. I I just I don't I don't see it your way. I I don't I don't have hope in this in this coaching staff in terms of the head coach and and you know he's a defensive minded head coach and his defense sucks. Today they give up 388 yards to Sam Howell. Um, you know, who you know, obviously, you know, when you put pressure on his face, that guy can't can do much, you know. But he's a guy who's got athletic, he's got some ability to throw the ball down a football field. So he made him look bad in times. You know, uh, Russell Wilson burned him. You know, every quarterback has burned him. So this defense really is, is no good today. They, they played well because of the fact that, you know, they, well, relatively played well, you know, they finally did what we were talking about is get pressure on the quarterback by, by bringing extra guys. So uh, the scheme is outdated. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the, the, the coach, the way he handles himself in front of the media. I don't think he can, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, get in front of a room and, and give, give the, the players confidence. I, I think they just, they, they're following, you know, they're, they're, like I said, they're guys that are playing for each other, playing for themselves in terms of their contracts. I, I don't think this coaching staff gives them any confidence. Now, the one the one caveat there is is Luke Getzey. You know, I, I was hard on him in the first you know three weeks in terms of I had no idea what the hell he was doing out there offensively. But but whatever he's done, he's he's made adjustments. It's two years in a row now. You see Getzey make adjustments midseason, right, or early parts of the season, and 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 allow Justin Fields to flourish. So. Hopefully that continues. You know that that's the one thing that that's a positive here. If I want to see if Getzi can go ahead and continue to get the best out of Justin Fields and company, because defensively they can't stop anybody. Um, and so all you got to do, if you want to win games, you're gonna have to outscore outscore teams uh, like he did today, basically. So, um, by the way, Danny, the uh, 
Washington Commanders scored 31 points against the Eagles and 33 points against the uh, 35 points against the Broncos. So that's not a terrible offense. Broncos suck and, and, and Eagles are, are going Sam, to throw but, but hold on a second. Sam Howell is a second year quarterback who has had arguably as much success in his first two years, more success than Justin Fields has. So I think you're being a, a little bit dismissive. Okay. I don't, I don't, Go I don't see it that way. Go ahead, Coach T. No, I, I, I'm gonna give you here. Here, I'm gonna give you coach speak. We're trending in the right direction. Period. After one win, after, after one win, you're at one win. You're trending in the right direction. It, it, don't, it don't matter. It don't matter if okay. if you if you were here. Are, to, I'm glad you guys are happy. If you were here today and you're here tomorrow, you're trending in the right direction. Luke Jesse started out. That that offense is unrecognizable to several of us that know offensive football. Unrecognizable. Now it, it's to me it's a totally different offense, and he stacked two games of competent football where it was just not competent football based on the basics where he was one step ahead of the defensive coordinator for at least a half of football. I believe if he had his running back for the second half of this football, we would have saw more offensive explosion play. So if I had to if I had to be critical of him, yeah, he needs to he needs to he needs to put together a full second half of football as an offensive play caller, right? But again, he's a novice at his job. So is Coach Eberflu, right? He's a he's a novice at his job. A former defensive coordinator we have. They're all novices at their job. So, you know what I'm saying? Whether they're the whether they're the coaching staff of the future or not, it's neither here nor there. Where we are right now is if we can continue to stack and continue to progress, right? If we can put together three quarters of football this week, it was two, it was two games offensively, offensively that we put together good game plans or at least a half of football. If Eberflus can build on this for the next four or throughout the six weeks, you're going to have to give him his props. It's, you're going to have to give him his props. And that's what I love about the game of football, right? It's, it's, it provides the opportunity to set everybody up. After five weeks of continuous improvement, then now okay, then you're like, all right. How many more, how many more games we got? How many, how many more games we got? We got eleven more games, so, so twelve more games. Well, we'll we'll see after 12, 12 games. I'm, I'm just saying, this, <laughs> it's, one, it's one game, it's one victory, and you guys are talking about the, the no, we not we, in we terms not, of this staff not, could be it and all that stuff. No, we're not there, saying there, we're there, going to the one Super game. Bowl. There's not, not, not you guys, you guys not. You're, you didn't say Super Bowl. You guys are saying that this staff could be the staff. And it I'm could. You, this staff is not going to be the staff. Okay. I'm telling you okay, that right but now. I, I, I'm I'm saying everyone at Hallis Hall could get better at their jobs. I've seen coaches staffs improve. You know what, Inclu- Bill including Bel- the GM. Yeah. You know what, Bill Belichick, who's the one, what, the second winningest coach of all time, if not the first winningest coach, mm-hmm. he started off with the Cleveland Browns and oh, he yeah. looked like an idiot oh, yeah. over there. Yeah, so the it happens. It happens. And as a fan, that's what I'm hoping will happen because but, I, I hate but, to go through another coaching change. But, but, I, but, see, he, my, he had, but he had a playoff uh, a team in, in, in Cleveland, Bill Belichick. He built a playoff my, team in Cleveland. My, my take what, is what, a, what, what Iberflus gives you confidence that he's going to get better. My take oh, – my, my take on they this got little- it the roster, Danny. You know that this roster yeah. was not capable of winning football games. No, I, and, and I'm not. I'm not blaming last year for. I'm, I'm blaming this year, getting coming out flat and not not being prepared and not being coached up. None of the young players from last year have gotten better this year. None but of I them think, have gotten I, better. But I think those players from last year hit their ceiling. They weren't going to get any better. 
Those what players from last the, the, the rookies from last year's class. What, I mean, what, what? Kyle Gordon's been hurt, but Jaquan Brisker's been inconsistent. All right. He's been, he's been hurt too. Okay. Well, he's always hurt. All right. He's always hurt. But <laughs> that's he's what I'm saying. He, All right. So, so I mean, he, tell me a young player that's gotten better in year two under the staff that's been developed. Under, which under this, which under players staff. are you looking at? Kyler's not Any there. player. Any player. Any young player from last year that, that played that, that played last year that's better this year because Jaquan, of the staff. Jaquan's been playing banged up. Kyler's not there. Right? Uh, uh, your left tackle showed progress before he got before he no, got really, hurt. Actually, he took a step back from me, my left tackle. He showed progress to me. He went. He wasn't getting beaten, ran over, and bull rushes as much as he was last year. He was getting killed the first three weeks, dude. Come on. So, so who? Call about. So, so my take is a little. My take is a little bit different than Aldo's. Right? Aldo's saying he has hope for the season. I have hope for the next game. I have hope for the next game. It's trending towards the next game. So, so going into this game, I was a little skeptical. That Luke so Getsy, Minnesota puts a burger on them in the next game. What are you guys gonna say then? Uh, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But but yeah, but, exactly. but but hope but, is but, but but listen, going into this game, I had trepidation around Luke Getsy being able to string together uh, another performance behind what he did in Denver. He's he at, at minimum repeated what he did against Denver, regardless. And Getsy's the one coach that I I give you credit. I I I say I, he intrigues me. But that's crazy to me because out of all the coaches, he was the worst. No, he wasn't. Alan Williams. No, he no, he bro, he was he was je- Alan Williams and Luke Gessie probably Luke Gessie was calling stuff that was unrecognizable to anybody. I coach high school football. You had JT uh, uh JT O'Sullivan say, What is he doing? You had Jenkins saying, What is he doing? You had Chase McDaniel saying what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You had Danny Olaski saying, "What the hell is this?" The exactly. concepts they were calling was was so. But who was that coming from? That's the one thing I said, I said earlier. I said I wanted to be that flying that wall on the the offensive. So meetings. so like, watch this though. Who's that coming see, from? So watch this. The the way you can say the way you can say where's that coming from? Who's in the building saying what? Is the same mentality I'm using to go into that locker room and say, "Listen, we may be on to something." I'm using the same inference to go into that locker room and say. Hey, we may be trending on to something. The same way, yes, I can see that. I'm, 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 I'm using the same mentality to go into that locker room and say, "Listen, we might be trending in the right direction." You can go in that locker room and say, "You know what? Somebody said," or go into the locker room and say, "Somebody came down from from upstairs and said, uh, uh, Luke, you know what I'm saying? Change your change your scheme, right?'" It's the same. We, 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 you know, there's a there's a portion of this that's speculation, but I'm saying. Luke put together two, at least one half, two weeks in a row. If he can put together three quarters next week, he's trending in the right direction. If Coach Eberflus can come back next week and call a good game next week, that's two, at least a half of good football. Actually, I thought he called a, a complete game. He just had players just out. But if he can come back next week and repeat tonight's performance, we're trending in the right direction. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying they're going to make it to the end. We're going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to be here forever. I'm saying yeah. week week in, week out, we'll be able to watch competent football. Yeah. I'm saying, I don't I've, think, I've I've don't think anybody. Guy that I know one game or even two weeks of, of competent defensive play calling, or you know, if you want to call him, that he's not he's not the coach here for long term. I, I, I've seen I, 
I think that if maybe if you really were that fly in the wall, you might be able to learn some of the pressures that the head coach was going through with disruptive players like Chase Claypool, like his longtime friend, Alan Williams, doing something that got him fired by human resources, by the disappointment of certain other players not playing to the level that they thought they were by the roster that Ryan Poles has given him all of these young, inexperienced players. I'm not saying that the cover two defense that Eberflus has brought to the Chicago Bears is innovative or outstanding or anything like that, but you're not giving Eberflus the same, the same benefit of the doubt that you are that you want to give Luke Getze. And I don't think that's fair. I think that we as fans have to push the brakes on that. And any time that we get a performance like today where a, where a head coach was under so much pressure, was, was under the gun so badly, he could have been fired tomorrow morning, and he right. comes through and inspires those players to play a game like tonight, I'm going to say I hope you can continue to do it, not only next week, but the entire season. You know, and I gave I gave props to him. I said, you know, under pressure, under short week of tough loss, come out, come out there and the team performed the way it did. He finally started blitzing. Hey, I hats off to him. I, I give him props for this game. But he, you're talking about hopes for the staff. I have no hopes for the staff going forward. They might yeah, win I, five games this year. I don't know. They might win seven. But I, I just this is not the long term coaching staff for me. And you're probably you're probably right, but I I want if, to if, give them help. Hopefully. If they if if they double if they double or go over their win total for last year, right? That's six wins. If that if they get if they get six wins last year, this year it's no it's no way the staff is going anywhere. No, if they get six wins, they're all getting contract extensions probably. That no, <laughs> that that I will be against. That's how, that's how, that's how <laughs> the organization rolls. If, if, if you get six wins, you get a contract. No, no. If they if they if they double their win total, go over twice. They would be any six or more games. But were you saying games. that week one, coach? No, you weren't saying that week one. If they get no, six wins, they, they, you no, know, we're good. No, no, but again, but again, I've been in that position before where the season starts out like trash, and you make a playoff run or. You you know what I'm saying? I've been yeah. in that position. You guys before. all wanted to fire the staff last week. They win one game on the road, and all of a sudden, you guys have hope. Well, yeah. No, no. Well, why not? No, no, no. Actually, actually, the the hope for me came from the hope came from me that we played competent, competitive football last week. You know what I'm saying? Team, that I'm, might be the worst team in football. Might I, it don't it don't matter. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? You're put. You're putting out a product on What's the that? field. No, still, they still lost. You were there. But again, that's what I'm talking about, Danny. That's what I'm talking about. Having been in this position before, I've been in positions where I had to say, listen, guys, if we piece together this quarter from this game with this quarter from this game, we can play competent. I know you guys are capable of playing competent football. We lost this game right here, but we played a good second and fourth quarter. Right. We lost this game right here, but we played a good first and third quarter. Right. On offense or no defense. We we lost a game and we played well offensively and defensively, but we sucked on special teams. I've been in those positions together where I had to like, all right, guys, if we can put it together and then you start putting it together. Right. And it doesn't come in. Oh, we just blow a team out first. It doesn't. How does how do you learn how to win? What does that look like? Do you just start blowing teams out? 
or do you start progressively? This is not a win. That's for sure. That this this coach is not a win. He's, he's 14 games in a row, oh. losing streak. He's got a losing culture in there. Okay, but listen. To the what only I'm saying. reason they they won today is because they came out and they 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 changed something defensively. He changed. He became more aggressive. See, something see, that we've been talking about for the whole. That's the part. That's the part of fandom that I hate because. It, it, it's, I was an analyst. As an analyst, I'm telling you, you got to pressure the quarterback. But, He's but listen, the but listen to me. And getting listen to me. And getting killed. We, we, we talk about the cake, but we don't talk about the ingredients, right? We don't talk about the ingredients. What does learning how to win as a football team look like? It looks like, hey, we lost. We we got blown out. We were losing football team. We, we were getting blown out earlier. We started playing better. We started losing games by closer margins. Right. Then you start winning by small margins. Then you start to be able to play consistent, successful, competent football. That's what actually going from a losing program to a winning program looks like. It doesn't look like I'm a I'm a stick the cake in the damn microwave. And then all of a sudden I'm putting up 50 burgers on team. That's not what building a winning culture looks like. Not a winning football team. Now, that works for Burger King, but it doesn't work for football. You're lost I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're it talking just, about. You, my analogies. It's, 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 no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> if, if you tell me this guy's building a winning culture after one win, I I, 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 call, I call cap. Right? There's no way. You, I'm like, stop capping me because right now there, there's no way you can tell me this this guy's building a winning culture after one game. Did we play off competent offensive football last last week? We did against two oh. subpar defenses. Yes. Okay. Did we play off a competent offensive football this week? This tonight's game against a subpar defense. The second year, yes, we did. No, no, I'm not talking about the X factors. All right, did we put together? Uh, look, look at the look at the graphic I just put up. Bears have scored more points tonight than any of the Commanders' previous uh, opponents. They scored more points on this Commanders' defense than the Eagles did, the Bills mm -hmm. did, the Broncos did, and their and their fourth opponent. That counts for something. It does prior, count for something, right? It does. Prior, prior to the game, we're going to actually that offense. Justin Fields, the guy that most everybody wanted to get rid of after three weeks, right? What you want from Aldo saying that we are done with Justin Fields? No, I didn't say yeah, that I, mean, I was done. I, I said that I said I was frustrated with him, and that he, he has he has to show that he can be the guy that he was missing a lot of players. Now and I, he wasn't he wasn't missing those guys the last two weeks. He's and I, a lot and, better. I, and I put the game I put the blame on Luke Getzey because I knew what he was calling was BS. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'm Fair saying I, and I'm giving his props. I'm saying, listen, okay. You showed me two quarters of football on Sunday. You showed me about two and a half quarters tonight, minus some players injured. Show me, show me three quarters against the Vikings, right? Luke, uh, uh, Matt Eberflus. How many quarters are we going to credit him with? You, you showed us a half of football. Let's let's credit Matt Eberflus with a, with a half of football, a good defensive football. Okay, you showed me a half this week. Now show me. Show me a half plus another quarter versus the Vikings. All right. Again, what That's are the Vikings quarter, 50, 50 points on the Bears defense? What, what are you going to say then? If 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 was a fifth, Danny, we all be drunk. I'm just saying, what are you going to say then, right? <laughs> what are you going to come back and say, oh, we got to let's, let's talk about what's happening and what's happened. You know, and Danny, you, you make a good point. There's, there's very little reason to have confidence in this coaching staff or maybe no reason at all. But me as a fan, I'm going to take this victory from tonight and hope that this coaching staff can build on it, that Matt Eberflus has learned, hey, you know what? 
bringing bringing the house in on a uh, on a quarterback is not a terrible thing. Maybe my coverage uh, shell defenses is a little bit outdated. I hope that he can learn from this, and I've seen it happen before with other coaches. And as the roster continues to improve and players come back from injury, there's the possibility that this team could win more games than lose games in these final 11 games. Guys, let's uh, go for final thoughts. Uh, Coach T, I'll start with you. I want to give a shout-out. Any final thoughts on the Bears win today? Whatever you want, the floor is yours, brother. No, I just appreciate the fact that, you know what I'm saying, we're, we're able to make, play competent football for at least two and a half quarters, right? Mm-hmm. What, I'm, what I'm looking for offensively for next week or versus the Vikings after a mini-bite is for us to put three quarters together, right? What I'm looking for from Eberflus in the next game is to put, you know what I'm saying, polish up what he did this week, right, um, and then actually get some players in better position to make plays and build on what he did. Again, I think he coached pretty good. He coached good for four quarters um, tonight, but the players didn't execute all the way, and that may be talent, um, and that may be, you know, the short week of fundamentals, but I thought he put together – four good quarters of play calls. Uh, we just got to get better at it. Danny, the floor is now yours, my man. Yeah, it was, it was a, uh, like I said uh, earlier, it was, a, it was a win that the team needed, uh, a win that the, the players needed, you know, and, you know, going in week in, week out, putting in the work, putting in the effort, practice time, the, you know, lifting the weights and all that stuff. And, and not to get a victory, it was really, it was really hard on these players. And you saw it on Justin Fields, you know, you saw it after those, press conferences after those losses and you saw today he was a happy upbeat guy and, and he really really today he was the guy him and dj moore really were the guys that kind of propelled this team to a victory um like i said earlier Iberflus finally decided he's going to send some blitzes and and they actually worked it actually became uh, something that helped his defense uh you know lo and behold so uh it's one victory it's a victory they needed it it staves off the uh fire Iberflus crowd you know but not you know something that we have to continue to see if they can build on aldo and coach t think they can build on this Hopefully they're right. I think this staff is done at the end of the season, but uh, we'll see. But it is a victory. Um, you take it, take it as you get it. It's a, it's hard to win in the NFL, especially on the road. So uh, the Bears should feel good about themselves tonight and enjoy this little mini buy they have. I got to tell you, I have had such a good time tonight because the bar room was created for diverse opinions. People to disagree with one one another, challenge one another, debate one another, and we had a really good one here tonight. Bottom line, though, is that the Bears won. I think we could all go to bed feeling a little bit better about our love for the Chicago Bears team. And regardless whether they win or lose against Minnesota, if they go ahead and and lose the rest of the season, I will still look back at tonight's victory as a very special one for me personally as a fan because it happened on the day that Dick Buckus, my childhood hero, passed away, and maybe that was the difference in the game. Maybe those players came out inspired to win one for Dick, and I am so, so happy that they did. Tomorrow morning, 11 a.m., it is Greg Gabriel and myself. Gabriel talks football, 11 a.m. Central, and then Danny and Coach T will be back next Uh, not this Sunday, the following Sunday with the after game show. And we've got tons of other bears coverage guys. You guys are the absolute best. I'm so happy to have shared these uh, this hour and 23 minutes with you for Danny Shaman coach T. My name is Aldo Gandia. We'll see you soon. I think I got an ending video here somewhere. (laughs) Ah.